Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete. I want to know what the second best way of finding out what life in Japan is like. Ringing a Japanese person, uh, saying, how you doing, mate? What you doing? Well, surely we are the best way now, because we've been doing the podcast a year, and mm. I said, I remember we had this discussion before, several mm. months ago, and we said, one day we will get better we will level up and become the best way we must be the best way well we are the best I'm, I'm, I'm just saying we're not the best way but I want to know what the second best way of doing it is oh what is the second best way of finding out a, an inferior podcast we, uh, you don't know we should listen to um, other podcasts we should see other people Chris we should um, listen to other um, uh, English language Japanese podcasts I don't know if there are many I more. think there's a, there a video few. game one maybe from developers who you know indie developers who uh, get together every now and again and uh, record but um Giving free publicity to other podcasts. A lot of yap. A lot of yap on there. How you doing, Pete? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I've just had... um, What's that thing? A big luck. Daifuku Kusa thing. It's a lot of... um, It's like... It's those mochi rice balls with the red beans in the middle. Like... The one that everyone shakes to death on every year. Is that right? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, the mochi rice cake. It's really like chewing gum made of rice, effectively. Mm. It's the best way to describe it. Every year, lots of old people die because... It's very chewy. If you stick a whole mochi rice cake thing in your mouth mm. or die for good, it just, yeah, you can't chew it. It's and then incredibly you swallow it and then you die. I like watching the men with the hammers hitting them. Um, yeah. There's one man on one side and there's another man with another hammer and they're just beating the crap out of this rice. If you haven't seen this, ladies and gentlemen, t- yeah, go on YouTube, check it out. They Type hit in the hammer. hammer boys. Type in mochi hammer boys. One guy's the... <laughs> <laughs> One guy's the uh, the mochi turning guy. Yeah, he basically just flips it over, and the other uh. guy slams down the hammer. But they do it in with pinpoint precision. Mm. Literally half a second after the guy's flipped it, the hammer comes down. If he misses or makes a mistake, hands are coming off. Oh, hands are going at the mochi, and you got to start again. So this mochi is ruined. It's got man's hand in it. No one's eating this. Handy mochi. Mm. Um, I once went to a, um, a Namco themed. Possibly. Who made Resident Evil? It wasn't Namco, was it? It was somebody else. Capcom. It was a Capcom themed um, uh, bar slash restaurant and they served little chicken's feet. Oh. Oh. And, and uh, I just, I, I don't know what there is to eat on a chicken's foot. I just don't, there's just nothing there. Toes. I'm not eating a chicken's toenails. 
Yeah. And, and I have very few rules, Chris, and that's one of them. I refuse to eat a chicken's toenails. There you go. You heard it here first, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Another lovely image to kick off this week's podcast. Definitely. Pete and his imagery. <laughs> to be a big book printed of Pete's disgusting imagery of all the weird and horrible things he thinks up at the I'm these like podcasts. a more manageable Natsuki, and we all know it. We all know why Chris enjoys porking me and st- telling me to do, say silly things, you know. So, <laughs> look at that, I've got something on my phone. No caller ID. Who could that be? Your phone I don't like that. I don't like that. It's terrifying. Do you, ever, do you ever answer a, um, a number that's not one that you already know? No. Never. I, I don't answer my phone if people I do know ring me, <laughs> let alone somebody I don't know. Mm. I just hate phone calls. No. Technology. Speaking of technology, I have read a lovely little article that links in nicely with a video I made a few years ago. Mm. Do you remember the Robot Dinosaur Hotel, the Henna Hotel? I do, because you made a video on it and it looked really good and I... um, (laughs) bought tickets tickets bought um, a room for the evening for me and some friends and uh, we never actually went there why did you so not go I lost I, I just it was just a bit of an arse on to get down there it wasn't fitting in with our plans <sighs> it's a bit out of the way unless you're going to Disney in Tokyo right yeah yeah for those of you who don't know uh, Henna Hotel literally the strange hotel is a hotel staffed by robots to be more specific robot dinosaurs so yeah, it must be good, right? It's, it's, it's wrong. They've, they've added too many layers there, haven't they? Robots, fine. Then robot dinosaurs on top of that. Well, when this came out, uh, I think it was about two years ago, I got loads of people on Twitter message me saying, oh my God, Chris, robot dinosaur hotel, go mm. and make a video. And being, you know, the slave to the viewers that I am, <laughs> I was like, all right then. And I spent vast sums of money to get on the bullet train, go to Tokyo and drive out to Tokyo Disneyland, where it is, the first one or the <laughs> second one. And yeah, I went and made a video on it. And you know what? I thought it was rubbish. You didn't think it was rubbish. You thought um, the the dinosaur well, in, the video, in the front in the front bit it was good, and then everything else was a bit naff. Well, truth be told, I was we we cooperated with the hotel. We sort of said it's okay if we film, and they were like, yeah, yeah, we love it, great promotion, you mm. know. So it was win win for me. I got a funny scoop, an interesting thing. The hotel got promotion, so you know. But the first thing that struck me when I got there was literally nothing worked <laughs> except from the Hoover, the automatic Hoover robot. So you go in and there's like a Velociraptor, and it'll go hello, welcome to the hotel, yeah. and it moves around. It's bloody terrifying, All right? Uh, and then you, you're supposed to use like a swipey card thing and press a touch screen. It just didn't work. Mm. Didn't work. And the staff had to come out of like a hole in the wall. <laughs> Pretend like, that they're not watching. And I was like, yeah, it is rubbish. And anyway, I filmed it. I made it look good. We went to the hotel room and you've got this little robot egg concierge. Mm. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but if you look at the video, it just talks to you and you can tell it to do things like switch on the television and it will switch on the television mm. or summon the staff and it will summon the staff and it would talk to you but again it didn't work I was an awkward scene where I tried to get it to tell me my horoscope mm. I was like I'm a Taurus it was like Taurus and they just did nothing <laughs> in silence Started firing out electricity so it ah! could have been a nice easy shoot turned into a nightmare because everything <laughs> broke three times before we could film it properly are they expecting like to speak Japanese to it though is that, is no, that the situation no it speaks English speaks it speaks English. Chinese right. all sorts of languages it was pretty impressive but mm. nothing worked I gave them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt because the hotel had just launched right mm. and now this week interesting article came out in a Gizmodo saying uh, the, the robot hotel just, it just says robots ruin robot hotel so the very oh. thing that makes the hotel stand out and unique co- also compromises the whole hoisted thing. by its own petard what went wrong with the robots they just didn't work <laughs> well, what well, the- when I d- for example the the, uh, the egg the talking egg yeah 
apparently it would just talk throughout the night and wake people up. <laughs> now, I never stayed there, so I never experienced that. I didn't stay the night, but um, that's all you... You don't want that. <laughs> no, you really don't. Yeah, hey, I'm off in How Narnia. Are you, doing? Are you then, having a nice sleep? What would he even talk about? I'm bored. Do you want to know your horoscope? <laughs> it's 3 a.m. Shut up. I would like to know what it, what it asked. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever colonise Mars? Shut up, Egg. Try and get some sleep. <laughs> Idiot, and then uh, the, the velociraptors just don't do anything. They just sort of go welcome to the hotel. But when you actually try to check in, right, they just bounce up and down and nod and look scary. They are genuinely scary. Go and watch the video. Yeah. The Robot Dinosaur Hotel I've on had, YouTube. I've and had you'll hotel see how experiences. They are. I've had hotel experiences like that, but with actual humans. <laughs> just because nobody, can, at you like nobody can understand what I'm saying with my accent is all very confusing. Yeah, mm. you wouldn't fare too well at the. Robot Hotel. <laughs> I'm enjoying the fact that this kind of like shows a bit of a robot special, though. It's very enjoyable. It is, it is. Um, yeah, we've got a few, a few articles come out this week about mm. robots. And obviously, everyone always pictures Japan as being, you know, land of the robots. Mm. Um, you don't see, you see a lot of depictions of the robots, but you never see that many robots. I think the one you see the most is Pepper. Mm. You know Pepper. Yeah. If you go to Japan, you go to SoftBank, you've got Pepper the robot out the front. It's uh, a robot, a humanoid robot, robot about 120 centimetres tall, mm. maybe a little bit shorter. It's like this, the, the height of a, little, of a little baby. Yeah, oh, it's like got hands, toddler. it gestures. It, it's actually, mm. in terms of movement, it's quite sophisticated. And it's just on wheels. Um, but then it doesn't really do a whole lot. Like, it no. just goes, hello, hello, and it gestures, and it's nice. But I've got into some shops, and I've tried to get it to do things, and it's just like, nah, this is a gimmick. So is it actually supposed to do something? I, Can think I, I, need a, I need a soft bank contract, two years, uh, I need an iPhone X, telling it all these things, and he's going, I'll go and get someone. <laughs> it's just a greater, really, isn't it? It doesn't do that, it just goes, ha ha, you up. So you just, <laughs> it, it's, it's like, oh, you've got this great... It really annoys me, because Japan, you know, it's the... F- I don't know if it is now, but it's it's always been one of the foremost leaders in mm. robot technology. Remember Asimo the robot? Have yes. you ever seen it? Uh, no, not not in uh, Go real to life. the Mirai Khan, the future museum in Odaiba, and you can see it. And it's incredible. You you sit there, everyone's in a big circle, the doors open, smoke comes out, and it runs out, full power, it sprints out, and you're like, Oh, right, dickheads! Are you ready to party? And then just slams a kegger. That's exactly what it says. <laughs> and it's, it just looks, it looks like there's a baby in a costume, they've just gone, Run! Run! Do it! Well, I, it in uh, Halloween a couple of years ago uh, in Shibuya there was a little I don't know it was a little boy or a little girl either way they were they capitalised on the fact they were about four foot tall by dressing as Pepper um, uh-huh. and it was a little bit sexy Pepper the robot a little bit sexy sexy edition. a little bit sexy don't know how it could ever be sexy. I was dressed as Edward Scissorhands, and I just would think we would have made a lovely couple. Quite Pepper frankly. the robot and Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, yeah. A terrifying combo. But <laughs> what annoys me about Asimo, you've got a sophisticated robot. It can open bottles, it can go upstairs, it mm. can sprint, and then it has no commercial value and it's done nothing apart from entertaining people. Like now, a dancing you know, monkey. It, it might be, you know, when it, before it goes out and does its little runaround for people, it might be doing loads of stuff backstage. Building other robots, maybe. Ooh. Well, if it is, I want to see. But it feels that. like, you know, who, who's made it? Which company was it? Honda. Honda right. spent, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on mm. this over a two-decade period, <laughs> starting 1988. <laughs> Why isn't it everywhere? Why don't we have that instead of Pepper? Pepper the robot does nothing. It goes, ha, 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 konnichiwa. Mm. Asimo can run upstairs. Think of the possibilities. Like, I want a coffee. Upstairs. Where's my coffee? Bring it now. And it, Asimo runs up the stairs with your Starbucks Cafe Nero. My house doesn't have any stairs. It'd be brilliant. My house doesn't have any stairs. They'd be going up to the flat above, where it's not welcome. What do you mean you don't have any stairs? I've, I'm living in a flat. So How do you get to the flat? 
stairs. So you can get to my flat, but once it's in my flat, I can't go up any more stairs. So therefore, job done, Odaibo. But it could bring you Starbucks cappuccinos. <laughs> Possibly good, yeah. That's, what more could you want? It but would it, get my order wrong. If you spent $500 million on something that's mm. really good, what would you... Give it to everyone. Let everyone have it. <laughs> Why haven't I got a Asimo? I'd buy one. Well, those horrible... Um, oh, what's that weird kind of... Uh, I think it's, it's in the middle of America somewhere. Um, it's some kind of company that does these projects. And they're like little dogs. Boston Dynamics. Boston Dynamics. There we go. And they kick the dog and it doesn't fall over and it runs around and it's horrible. Yes. If you haven't it's seen disgusting. this, ladies and gentlemen, go on YouTube, type in Atlas the Robot. It's Boston horrible. Dynamics and be horrified at what they can do. <laughs> they kick the robot down and it gets back up and mm. starts picking up boxes. It's, but it it's looks, terrifying. But it looks like a dog, so that I don't like watching people one. kick yeah, a dog. Yeah, it can run along. It's mm. incredible. Very weird. Very, very weird. But it feels like Japan had a lead and they somewhat squandered that a little bit. You know? If I get Well, we've made all the runs upstairs now. We don't need any more robots, quite frankly. We don't need any more of them. There <laughs> is a robot they're looking at putting out in mm. Japanese train stations. It's called Perseus, or Perseus, because I didn't know that Perseus is a Greek god until earlier, until I told you. I saw... Um... I do prefer the word Perseus. <laughs> Perseus, the security robot. Well, it pursues people, so it would work. Well, that's what it, I really? thought. Yeah. I thought oh, it's, they've just spelt pursue wrong. Mm. Pursue the robot. Or Pegasus. Or pe- yeah, somebody messed one. up the spelling, <laughs> which happens quite often in English in Japan. <laughs> but Perseus, the robot... It, uh, a friend of mine recently saw it in Cebu Shinjuku Station, which is like the less big station in Shinjuku mm. and it's like a big triangle on wheels or a big pyramid a triangle a 2D object don't know how that works uh, <laughs> a, a big pyramid on wheels it's a bit humanoid looking but there's no head just type mm. Pers- Perseus 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 god damn it Perseus into YouTube <laughs> P-E-R-S-E-U-S and it'll come up it looks terrifying big pyramid mm. on wheels going around the station platforms and it just says in a robot cop robocop-esque voice I am a security robot. Mm. And in the video I showed you, what happened? Um, a man was pretending to be unwell or pretended to crouch. Or I'd call it a man pretending to be dead. Well, he sort of... He, he looks like he's just doing up his shoelaces. Now, if I'm doing up my shoelaces in a crowded um, station and, you know, Perseus the <laughs> stupid security robot goes, help, emergency, a man is dead. Man down, medic. Well, I don't it's unnecessary, isn't it? Given in the video, so in the video uh, which you can see on YouTube again, Perseus the robot, mm. a guy uh, pretends to fall over and die, like you do <laughs> on the floor, and he's laying there for about two minutes, mm. and there's Perseus the robot about five meters away, and he's driving away for the man, and after about yeah, about, about two minutes, he he sort of slows, he comes to a stop, <laughs> he notices something's slow, wrong, he knows something's wrong, he turns yeah. around and he's he like, goes, "Get up, hippie. emergency, emergency." <laughs> uh, by which point, utterly useless. It is um, kind of strange, isn't it, that he just that his his main focus is people just <laughs> having a rest. Get up, loser! Well, if you look at the speed of Persis, he certainly can't pursue anyone either. <laughs> no, I really don't can't. really know what it's good for, other than looking kind of cool and futuristic and like Robocop. <laughs> uh, I do encourage you to look it up. It is quite scary. Well, I have those robots that go around. Um, I think I saw one. I think it's, is it a dive the place over the Rainbow Bridge in Tokyo? Well, dive, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the home of Asimo. Yes, um, I saw in one of the um, shopping centres there. There was like a little kind of um, robot sort of whizzing around and sort of going talking about the offers and stuff in Japanese. And um, there was one in America that got sideswiped by a um, a Tesla that was self-driving. Right. So it smashed into the side of this... So it was robot on robot, basically. Absolutely took out this robot. Give him a big old swipe and he's ruined now. 
Because you have the robot. What's the what robot? Because you have them in, in shopping centres in America and also like um, campuses and stuff like that. Robots. Yeah, robots. Little, they're little kind of like they're probably like glorified Roombas. They just sort of wheel around the campus and then when they're finished, they go back and get themselves recharged and they come oh, back like out. Oh, like cleaning robots. No, not even cleaning robots. Oh. They're just information robots, like right. maps and stuff. Like like going, hey, come over, give you on to know where the library is. Follow me. And then you, and then it goes off and tells you where 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 to go. Why don't we have that here yet in the UK? Um, because it will become vandalised and it definitely stolen, would. and the rain would get in its innards. Yeah, it wouldn't mm. last long, would it? <laughs> the Seuss wouldn't work here. Shall we take a robotic ad break and then come back after this? Before we get back to the yeah to the main story. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Probably have to put the uh put my own fader up for that then. Sweet chocolate. Wow. Oh, sweet chocolate. Good the voice Natsuki. of Robert Natsuki there. <laughs> Robot Natsuki. Terrifying <laughs> thought for the future. Japan does lead the world in uh, robots, humanoids that look mm. like people. In fact, in Odaiba, there's a shopping centre and there's a, a receptionist uh, humanoid robot. And it looks, from a distance, it does look like a woman. It's mm. quite terrifying. And then you get up close and then the mouth isn't in sync with the talking. And it, it starts going, kill humans. Do you remember that one that was like, uh, it was like an artificial intelligence one? And uh, they were sort of saying, do you want to take, like, it, they were basically doing a big BBC, not expose, but a documentary mm. about it. And um, the bloke, the first bloke, the, the first question the bloke asked was, uh, do you want to take over humanity? He goes, I want, I will take over humanity. I <laughs> like, remember that, yeah. It just, it's, 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 it's kind of I'd AI. I like think that was a joke. I'm not AI beginning to already take over. Um, no, I don't care. They're welcome to it. We're not good at it. <laughs> you always wonder who's in control it. of the robots. And speaking of control and robots, great story came out. Recently, a cafe opened in Tokyo, staffed by robots, controlled by paralysed people with the condition, uh, the ALS condition. Oh, right, okay. Um, Is that Lou Gehrig's disease? I yes. Hmm. Um, basically, it's the cafe called Dawn. Uh, it was only, it opened for about a month to do a test run. Um, it's developed by Ori, 
this this cafe and the robots that was developed by Ori, a startup that specialises in robotics for disabled people. Uh, and so in this cafe, they had robots about four foot tall, 120 centimetres, that can be operated remotely from a paralysed person's home. And so... If you, you you can look it up again on YouTube, you can find this video. Um, people bedridden with ALS, spinal cord injuries, uh, and they've got a screen in front of them, and they're mm. using just their eyes to control the robot, deliver coffee, mm. get the robots moving around. Really interesting idea. Yeah, it's always a good. I mean, and they were earning money as well from doing this. Yeah. They give them a salary of uh, eight dollars an hour, mm. about thousand yen an hour, uh, to do this. So it was almost like giving them a job, trying to find a way of getting people who are paralysed to do something you know, actually be part of the society, of society and actually yeah. take part. I think it's really a really exciting idea. Yeah. I mean, Certainly robots that could be practically useful for once. When, you, f- <laughs> when you first read it, you sort of go, is this exploiting? And then you think, oh, no, you know, I think it's... Uh, you know, if you're locked in completely, like, your dream probably isn't to work in a cafe, but if there's some kind of tele-remote um, kind of freedom that you can have and, and, and give yourself a bit of, bit of your life back... Um, Fair play. Are they allowed to take the robots out of the cafe though? Do they do they get to take the robot down the down the street? Don't think to it do what it, to do think, what it wants. I think it was just serving. One the of coffee. our robots is missing. They'll say some some blocks hijacked oh it God. and he's off. He's off. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying they should. They need to be. Um, it was gated. just coffee. They just coffee. They were just serving coffee. Right. Okay. But nice idea. It is a nice idea. Excellent. It kind of gives you a sense of hope. Yeah. Damn right. Robots. Damn straight. Uh, we got some questions, Chris. We do. What have we got? Um, Dario. We've got, Dar- what? Dario. Dario. That's the. Oh yeah, the Dario. Yes. Do you um, mean what? <laughs> I was just. I was just, Dario G. Do you remember Dario G's Sunshine? Do 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 do. It's named after the um, uh, man we don't talk about that so much. The it was a dance group from the eighties. Dario G. Nah. They did a song called Sunshine, and they. Um, we're named after Dario Grady, the football manager. So much knowledge. <laughs> so much Dario. Yeah. Hello, Pete, Chris. And that is the order in which it should be. <laughs> Hello, Pete, Chris. Hello, Pete, Chris. I listen to your podcast while I work as a software engineer for a company that sells the Bluetooth speaker that Pete talked about some podcasts ago. From an office in Tijuana, Mexico, I usually put you guys over my annoying co-workers, co-workers small talk of the day. I mean, we are basically providing more... Small talk, really, aren't I am we? more entertaining than the office workers of Tijuana, Mexico. Mm. Probably. My, my question to you guys, mostly Chris, is hey. how do you get over your fear of going abroad? Um, I've been given the opportunity to go to Japan for a year-long training, and I'm so scared of accepting and also rejecting. What should I do, Dario? I'd like to think, if we'd carried on that question, or you'd carried it on the first way, how do you get over your fear of growing abroad? Yeah, exactly. That sounds like extra, you know, it sounds like... I was I, self-help. I, had, I was chatting to a, I was chatting to a young lad um, who's a friend, who's a relative of my friend who's like <laughs> fifteen, and I forgot how you know like you remember having like growing pains where like your, where like your limbs would just be growing and they would just ache and it was horrible a little bit. I don't think I agree that much. I know, yeah, I'm only little, but I mean, I grew enough for it to be absolute agony. I was thinking, oh, you couldn't give me a million pounds. You couldn't give me two grand a week uh, to be 16 again. Miserable time of the year, time of uh, your life. Miserable time of the year. I must say... Got a bruise on my arm. Where'd that come from? (laughs) Oh, no. God. Oh, God. The the running commentary of Pete. I'm being bullied. I must say, Dario, what is there to fear of going to Japan for a year? Well, Mm. I suppose lots to fear. I would... I mean... 
it's a shame and I, I have a lot of people message saying they're scared of going to Japan to work mm. or whatever but I would just say do it I was terrified yeah I'd like panic attacks and all sorts of horrible shit if you don't but like it I you went, can go home can't you well yeah if worst comes to worst Dario you fly from Mexico to Japan you're there for a week or two you go oh no I don't like it and then you go home yeah and probably lose your job so <laughs> you wouldn't I, lose I your wouldn't job that bad, but I'd say the worst thing the thing I fear the most is regret mm. I've tried to have a lifestyle that n- nullifies the possibility of regret. Mm. I mean, I presume that if you're and in you a position... you regret it. If you don't do it, you'll probably regret it. In 10 years, you'll go, oh, crap. Massively. Should have done the job in Japan. I wish I'd gone there instead of spending, you know, thousands of pounds every time I want to go now. It's miserable for two weeks at a time. Rubbish. Um, if he is in a position where he's going over there to train for a year, um, he's probably in a pretty high position if they're going to invest that amount of money in a man. Yeah. Or woman. Uh, and he would probably be um, quite well looked after financially. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, so you'll probably have a better lifestyle than you would if you were like a jet teacher or something. Well, I mean, so. yeah, I have a lot of people message me um, who often worried of going to Japan uh, as, a, as a teacher. Some mm. people worried about just going to Japan in general and living there. What I say to you, Dario, is you're one of the lucky few who has a job with money and an opportunity there. Yeah. And you would be foolish to not take it. If it goes horribly wrong or you get depressed or it's not good, you can go back. But I suspect you'll quite enjoy it. I do know a few, I have a few friends from Mexico and Japan. They love it. I think you'll have a great time. I would leap, do a leap of faith. Go for it. Because there's nothing worse than having that regret later on in life. Don't be full of regret. Go to Japan and do what you got to do. Or if you don't want to, just take send a robot in your place. Yeah, send a robot. Control a robot <laughs> in Japan. It's the same. <laughs> how um, how can people get in touch with the show? Robotically or otherwise, Chris? By the art of the fax machine. <gasps> the fax machine. I brought in Japan podcast at Gmail. Dot com. We'll be back same time next week, guys. Keep them coming. Keep the messages coming. Mm. Uh, have a great week. No, no matter right where you might be listening from, out there in the big wide world, we will see you next Wednesday. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.